This is Global Gospel Conversations with co-host Pastor Dan Johnson of Cross Culture Church and North Carolina Baptist Senior Consultant for Asian Church Planting, Ralph Gray. Thanks for joining us as special guests from around the world share life with a global gospel perspective. Welcome, global world. Uh, you are here for episode, we're already at episode five, I believe, five of Global <laughs> Gospel Conversation. Uh, and you can watch these if you're just watching this one for the first time. You can catch up on our podcast that is at crossculture.church forward slash podcast. That link will be in the comment section and we'll be posting these so that you can not just watch, you can also listen as you're working out. So uh, if you are enjoying this, please comment or share this so somebody else around the world may be able to watch and enjoy and hear what God is doing. Uh, today, we are in Cambodia. We're going to hear from Pastor Eric and Mike uh, what God is doing uh, in and through them during the midst of the pandemic. Uh, and of course, I'm here with my uh, cohort, 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 co-host, uh, <laughs> and uh, co-partner in this uh, crime uh, that we're trying to commit called Global Gospel Conversation, where we are wanting to hear from people all over the globe what God is doing uh, in the midst of the pandemic. So uh, Pastor Ralph is the uh, Asian church planting strategist in North Carolina. And uh, Pastor Ralph, how's your day going, brother? Hey, my brother, Dan. Thank you so much again for having me here in our gospel global global gospel conversation right, right. So, so i'm still getting used to this uh um project and that we are doing thank you so much for leading this and it's a pleasure for me to be a part of this and to have with us pastor eric and sister Maya from cambodia it's good to know and see what God's doing in Cambodia. Just a little background of myself. I was born in the Philippines and I moved here in the U.S. in 1995 with my wife and God blessed us with two boys. But now we're residing here in North Carolina and we are serving church planters that God brought here in North Carolina that represents more than 30 nations that they are reaching to 80 plus language groups. So it's really a joy for me to learn what God is doing in other parts of the world. So, and uh, Pastor Eric and Sister Mayat, I met them a few months ago through our, uh, a mission conversation. And also we've been together weekly in a international Filipino prayer gathering. And it's really a joy for me to know them and to know their hearts. They, they love God. They love uh, the Cambodian people. They, they love uh, to share the love of God uh, to them. And so Pastor Eric and Sister Mayat, welcome to our program. And uh, would you please introduce to us yourself and uh, where are you, who you are, and your family, and uh, what do you do? Okay, so... Uh... Alan Susadai in Cambodia it means uh, good morning. Okay, right. so Chumdupsuwa means hi and hello. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm Pastor Eric uh, and my wife, Mayette. Uh, God bless us two daughters, beautiful daughters. Uh, one, uh, she's in the Philippines now, uh, second year college. And the other one is still with us. Uh, she's uh, grade seven. 
Okay, so um, we've been here in Cambodia for nine years already, and uh, we praise God for that uh, a long, a long time. But uh, we're excited to uh, to do what God uh, wants us to do here in Cambodia. Yeah, we met through we met through student ministry in Manila. So both of us uh, got to know the Lord in 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 Intramuros. Uh, that's a uh, student ministry there. Uh, and then uh, we didn't know that we're both called <laughs> because uh, uh, he said that he wanted to go for mission and then me, I wanted to go for mission, but we didn't know about it until then when I, when, when I came back from, in, uh, from India when I, do meet, when I did mission there. And uh, where are we serving here? We are serving uh, in, uh, uh, in the province, in Kampungtong, but... Uh, he, we are work, He's working here in uh, in the city in Phnom Penh. Yeah, I'm, I'm working here in a mission uh, mission school uh, for almost two years now. Uh, but uh, God uh, gave us a strong desire to go back to the province yeah. after five years. Yeah. So I think uh, that's God's uh, timing for us also to go back there. And, and, and we'll tell that story. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you say uh, city and then province, uh, how long is that uh, travel time? Uh, it's uh, three hours and a half, three hours and a half from uh, wow. city going to the province. By land, and, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, before uh, 2014, it's six hours because <laughs> of the roads construction. So it oh, takes okay. six hours going there. So, so three hours is less than what you used to have to do. Is that what you're saying? Like you're happy with yeah. three hours. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So three and a half hours. Yeah, we're half, happy. half of the travel time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first of yeah. all, thank you. Um, my name is uh, Pastor Dan. I pastor Cross Culture Church here in North Carolina. Um, and they are hearing these through the podcast across church forward slash podcast. So you can watch them there. Again, we're here with Pastor Eric and Mayad from Cambodia. Uh, tell us, if, if you can, what did ministry look like uh, before the pandemic hit? What were you uh, actively doing uh, besides driving and traveling three and a half hours? <laughs> what were you doing? Um, how was the gospel being shared? How was discipleship taking place? What did ministry look like before the pandemic? Yeah, before the pandemic, uh, we go there every Saturday because I need I, I have a work here for our weekdays. And then Saturday, and we stay overnight there. And then we come back on Sunday afternoon. So uh, the ministry before pandemic is like... Um, it's fruitful. At the same time, uh, we do a lot of things like uh, training them and sharing them. It's like a family. They are family to us. So it's not a really formal thing. Yeah. We, so yeah, when, when, we visit, when we visit them, uh, they offer us uh, food at the same time. After one of their tradition here, well, when they accept you as their uh, family, after you eat, they will give you pillow. <laughs> that means you are welcome to sleep after you eat. Yeah. That's, that. That's uh, the culture here. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, basically, it's it's a lot of things happen. Usually, we do some outreaches like medical missions together with those people who wants to join us here. And then we always work with the team. Uh, we always invite people to come and be a part of God's work here. And then uh, like uh, English camps like that. Since I don't usually I have a job, so I, I from time to time when there's a visitor and do the missions, I'm the one who worked uh, who was with them. And then uh, excite, uh, exciting because uh, you can see the warmth of the people. They're willing. They're so receptive when it comes to the word of God. Wow. They like uh, wow. they like foreigners visiting them <laughs> because uh, uh like uh, they are popular in their neighbor. When some <laughs> like Americans visiting them, uh, teaching Filipino. English like the Filipino, they're excited because uh, there's the first time uh, to encounter uh, foreigners. Mm. Especially they sleep in their own house. They're very very happy about it. Wow. So, wow. but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes, Pastor Dan. Yeah, so so you guys are really of everyone we've uh interviewed, this is the first couple we've been able to do, and so you guys really do operate as a team. Uh, <laughs> you, you guys are a team. Talk about you know the joys or maybe even the challenges of um, you know, doing this as a couple, as a married couple, as best friends. Right, doing this ministry together has that been a joy? Has it been a challenge? Uh, what's that experience been like? Yeah, it's a joy at the same time. Sometimes, uh, also we have a uh, strong personality. So they have a crush about uh, decisions. Yeah. Uh, she's the outgoer, and then I'm the one who think, uh, what if? Like this, a what if? <laughs> uh, we go there we have a budget what if like that, one, like that. so uh, yeah we got we go to the province uh, we write a uh, public transportation bus hmm. okay we don't have car here we don't have car. <laughs> so we ride on transportation bus we ride on a taxi here one taxi is like a regular car hmm. eight people can go inside including Ooh. the driver. Yeah. So uh, the right okay. side of the driver still have passenger in the left okay. side. So we're okay. so, so how does that happen? Uh, by sitting on the lap of the other passenger and is there somebody sitting on the lap of the driver or? No. Uh, inside the driver. At, at the back, uh, instead of three person, only four. At uh, the front, okay. uh, four also including the driver. For, so, for, for. if you want, if you want to rush, uh, if you are rush going to the going to the city, you 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 will take that taxi. Okay, yeah. that's uh, before pandemic. But right now, one taxi is a uh, three three to four person only, including okay. the driver. So so they've cut that in half. But yeah, let me but, tell you, but the transportation is times two. Oh, so it's more expensive. Yeah. So, so you are not yes. going to fit. You are not going to fit four of me in the front seat of a taxi. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, squish. <laughs> um, Basically, I experienced it with Nehemiah teams. <laughs> 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 no choice. 
Right. So, so how has that's it one, let me just say this. Thank you for doing this as a couple. I see how you guys already um, complement each other. You work together. You both have unique strengths um, that you use together to share the gospel. Uh, I think that is something that every couple that is in ministry that may be watching or listening to this uh, can be encouraged by. It's so much more fun when we do this with our spouse, right? Um, that's the, you know, our best friend doing it together is some of the best. So how has Cambodia been uh, affected by the virus? Um, what does that look like? Have you guys experienced lockdowns? It sounds like there was a restriction on taxing. Um, walk us through, help us understand or paint a picture of what Cambodia is dealing with in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, uh, basically, uh, I would say that they really been obedient. <laughs> uh, mm. They have this social distancing and also at the same time, they wear masks from time to time outside home. So uh, they've been uh, really willing to obey. And then at the same time, uh, during, the, uh, during the lockdowns, really everybody is obeying. That's why it's really it really affects uh, the the ministry, especially for the children ministry. So we cannot really go out and and teach them. And then at the same time, uh, well, basically uh, we have we experienced like three lockdowns here, but it's just to just to just to uh, to lessen the the cases. But basically, uh, uh, people has been really been obedient uh, doing it. And then uh, even with the trainings, uh, we have this social distancing. If, uh, if they said that only 10 to 20, it's only 10 to 20. So instead of half day, it will become whole day. The other one will be in the morning, then the other one will be, the other group will be in the evening, in the afternoon, sorry. Wow, I like what you said. Uh, people are obedient to the government's uh, uh, protocols for the safety of yes. everyone and you know that's very inspiring to to hear because for me it communicates that people in your country where you are in they care for one another and they also respect the government and trust the government that they are doing exactly what is for the safety of the citizens of the country. Yes. Have you have you had any pushback? Meaning, has there been members in your church and ministry say, "No, we don't want to wear the face mask. We don't want to social distance." Uh, has there been any of that? No, we don't have it here. What? Okay. When, when, uh, when the yeah. No, go ahead, Eric. Yes, Pastor Eric. Okay, when the government uh, said that it's a mandatory to all of us here living in Cambodia that they need to follow. Yeah. So if you don't, uh, if you I don't, think, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, if you don't follow, uh, what uh, what's the um, uh, consequence? Uh, they will not catch you. That they will uh, tell you 
they will talk to you about it. Then if you dis if you are not following again, it's up to you. Okay. Uh, they are the one. Uh, it's it depend. It, it it will be depend uh, with you and the and the officer. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. So everybody is following. <laughs> so because, because here, uh, because here, once they found out that you have a COVID, okay, you and all your family relatives, they will uh put you in quarantine. And then uh, they, you will look like uh, bad to them because you will not follow. And mm -hmm. they, we, we have here a uh, low space. Oh, yeah. We have low space here that, uh, you know, culturally. It, culturally. So we have to really follow. So because they love their uh, names, so they need to protect them. So they need to follow. That, wow. that wow. is, if you're, if you're watching <laughs> or listening on, um, on our podcast, at uh, crossculture.church forward slash podcast or just watching us on Facebook. What Pastor Eric just described is a major cultural difference than maybe you are experiencing where you're at as you're listening to this. He said, one of the reasons, I, I just want to reiterate this, one of the reasons that they do not have a problem with people resisting or pushing back against this is they are concerned about their name uh, and the honor that they want to bring to their family and those around them. It's a shame and honor culture very different than the American context, which is considered sometimes more of a right or wrong culture. Um, that's a major difference. And one of the biggest reasons, I believe, Ralph, that uh, countries like Cambodia, uh, countries like Japan are doing so much better with this virus is because they don't just make decisions based on them, their own personal selves. They're constantly, they live their worldview out to where they see the influence of others is that is that right ralph is that your experience as well yes uh exactly and i think even here in the u.s uh people coming from a country whose background is um shame and honor yeah they they don't tell others if you know they got they got the covid virus as if you know they just want to be quiet with it and and there's nothing wrong with it. And, but also there are some that who are more open already. But still, you know, we see that part of the culture played here in, in the U.S., even though they've lived here already for many, many years. And, and that's exactly, uh, you know, uh, for me, a great reminder from the country where I live uh, before coming here in, in the U.S. And that just gave me a, an inspiration to hear again, you know, how, how people are so uh, proud of their name, of the legacy of their forefathers and, you know, keeping that name and reputation uh, intact and uh, by obeying the protocols of the government and also keeping their community safe. They're more afraid to lose, uh, or, you know, they're more afraid to lose their reputation mm -hmm. than you know, paying what, $500 or $1,000, right? Yeah, that that is so encouraging uh, to hear. That's one of the few, everybody we've interviewed has had some element of pushback, but Cambodia, one of the first, uh, as well as Japan, I think, uh, when we interviewed the pastor there in Tokyo, uh, but it's so, it is so encouraging to hear. So I guess the question is, are you guys still on lockdown? Um, 
what does life look like now? Can, is it still social distanced? Can you meet in person? What are some of the restrictions that you face right now? Yeah, we're still uh, uh, locked down here. Uh, we still follow the protocols, uh, but uh, some, they forget. <laughs> so they still meet like uh, near to one another. Yeah, some. Especially the kids. We have this face-to-face -face class already here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we... and, I, and I said to my students, okay, uh, we, will, uh, we will follow the protocols, safety protocols in our school. Uh, they will follow at first, and then when it comes to break time, they will play together. <laughs> <laughs> so we cannot... Yeah. That's the kids. <laughs> so you cannot control the kids because they're excited. After the nine months of lockdown, uh, last January, January 4, we came to face-to-face -face again, and they are excited to see each other. So when they play, it's like, uh, you know, the same uh, close. <laughs> close. Mm. And also, uh, uh, but uh, there's also, uh, in, even in the church, we, uh, we already meet face-to-face, uh, -face, but also have a protocols, like social distancing, Really have a social distancing. Really, like how many meters? Like, like three, uh, three meters away from each other. And people are really obeying. So especially the elders. Right. I, I've said this often. I think the children have suffered the most because mm -hmm. they, they, they're being isolated without fully grasping and understanding why. Uh, adults, we understand uh, but children, I, my heart breaks for children. Um, they, you know, here for school, you've got to wear a mask all day, you know, and, and they are the ones that are truly, I think, demonstrating great perseverance. They are enduring more. Um, do you see the children there struggling with everything that's going on with the pandemic? Are the children in Cambodia uh, you know, are they, are they struggling with that social distancing and mask wearing? Um, how are they doing, you know, emotionally and spiritually? Well, uh, uh, when, uh, usually this is what I, I saw with the kids. Uh, they always said, I need to have, I need to wear masks because I don't want to have a COVID. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing that they always said. Our parents said that we need, and then, and then the school has been so really good. Like every student, every students and the uh, parents coming in, they will have this thermometer. Uh, yeah, to, to check on them and then have this alcohol all the time. Well, the school has been really good in uh, in obeying the protocols. So, and then from time to time, yes, yes, the students sometimes forget. But the teacher has been kept telling them, no, 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 no. And then they start wearing it again. It's like in my in my school, uh, from uh, for the whole day, they're wearing masks. Even they play, even though they're close to one another, they're still <laughs> wearing masks. Yeah. Okay, but uh, uh, I have I uh, I showed them some videos uh, about COVID about how to take care of yourself, washing hands like that one. So they are aware of it. So, but yeah, kids, uh, kid also about, uh, they still playing one another. Have, have you seen or have you experienced people being more willing to hear the gospel during this pandemic? 
Um, I know that around our context, people are depressed, um, you know, sad, they're losing jobs, uh, you know, financially they're struggling. Um, and I see it as an opportunity for the gospel. Uh, are you seeing that there in Cambodia? Are people responding or maybe even more responsive to the gospel than they were before the pandemic? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, with 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 my with uh, with our experience, we, when we went, uh, remember last year we had this flood in in the in Cambodia, and the Lord opened up a door for us, an opportunity to uh, to go and help. And then uh, at the same time, uh, the Lord has been really used that situation uh, for them to really be more receptive uh, about uh, God's word. And then really we saw there are some people really receiving and they see and felt that God is there for them. I think that's, that's the thing that they felt like God is still here. God is still with us. And, and because of that, the Lord really opens up their heart. And for the Christians here, the Lord really, really give them a strong desire to really share because they said life can be, can end maybe tomorrow, things like that. It's, yeah. Yeah, there, there's an urgency to share. Wow. So uh, it's just a very different context than where Ralph and I are in. Uh, here, we've got we've to work, it almost seems all the time at getting people to share <laughs> their faith. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm speaking very broadly, Ralph, uh, and, and I know that's not specific to everyone, but um, brother, it's just amazing to see the differences between Cambodia in the believers that are responding, uh, where Pastor Eric and Maya are at to the gospel, seeing this as an opportunity. Um, well, we're struggling here in the States to get people on board with that. Yes. And I think part of this is the cultural structure and system of this country, uh, which is very different from us here in the U.S., and the communal aspect of it, and also the interpersonal relationship and the uh, being close-knit as a family. And so there's just that bridge, there's those bridges already yeah. that's built in the relational side that when a crisis hits, those bridges are passages for... Wow. Uh, delivering help, not just physical help, but mental, emotional, spiritual. And in, in it's unbelievable, uh, amazing support. It's not, um, and, and, and these countries like Cambodia, Philippines, they remind us that it, it's not really about the things. It's not really about the abundance of things Come on. that you know you you get into like mental health or emotional health it's it's beyond that it's the uh relational structure that starts from the family that extends to the community that they are willing to extend help even in their poverty even in their need yes. you know they're able to like just extend whatever left over they got. And, and that's un unbelievable, you know, where it's coming from. But I think it's from the communal 
worldview that we are uh, one in this together. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maya, you go ahead. Maya, I was going to ask you, you, you really gave an affirming yes when uh, Pastor Ralph mentioned that even in poverty, people are giving. I, I saw you say yes. Um, one of the goals of this global gospel conversation is to remove cultural blinders that we may not even realize we have. How are you seeing, or can you give an illustration or examples of how people are giving in spite of maybe poverty or lack of resources? Are you seeing that where you guys are at in Cambodia? And what does that yes. look like? Well, actually, uh, it really overwhelmed me at one time. Uh, we're living here in the city, but uh, we have this also uh, group here that we actually praying for, for, for the ministry here, things like that. And then uh, when we mentioned to them that uh, this is what happened, everybody is just giving clothes, everything that, although we're, our, we're actually all affected. Most of the most of the most of the OFWs here, uh, most of the salaries really cut into half, things like that. But in spite of that situation, people are giving, and even the our our family in the province is the same thing. Uh, they've been giving, and then uh, and then one time, uh, even with the seeds, like everybody lost their crops that time because of the flood. Everybody is just. Chip in, doing chip in, chip in, and giving uh, some money for the for the seeds and give to the to the people. I think uh, it uh, it really shows that uh, it's not about uh, it's always it's not about that they going to sh uh, about the religion or anything, but it's because of love. I think that's the thing, and and for the Christian here, they the Lord has been really unite us uh, in uh, really. Uh, uh, it's just overwhelming. That's it. Wow! If you're if you're listening to this again on Facebook, you can share a comment. Um, what we're hearing for those that are listening or watching is really what the early church did, and in, in just that coming together, that communalness of giving even out of sacrifice. Um, yes. It's easy to give when you have an abundance, and you're just giving things you don't need. But uh, everyone has been affected, and yet there's this servant's heart, sacrificial heart, that I think um, is truly just, it's amazing. You use the word overwhelming, Ms. Myatt. Uh, that's how I sense just hearing that. Um, that's something I think anyone listening to this uh, can absolutely grow from. And so let me ask you this. How have you guys grown as a leader during this time, as leaders, how has God stretched you um, as leaders during this time, uh, during the pandemic? What's that look like for you guys? Mm. Uh, for us, because uh, we cannot do anything because of the situation. But uh, God teaches us to pray for them. Mm. And then uh, contact them from time to time. And at the same time, how to pray for them. And they, there's a need that they need to process here in Phnom Penh. We welcome them to stay with us. And then, uh, yeah, and that's like, a, like a, that's even the small things uh, we want to share to them that we love them. 
And we also realized uh, personally, uh, it, it's a first-hand experience for, uh, that we had here that God is always at work. He has, he has his timing. Eventually, in our, in our nine years here, last year in our eighth year, we saw uh, more trainings. People are being so really hungry for, uh, for learning. And, and also, God is, uh, God, is, God is always on time. I mean, uh, I myself also realized that when I got sick. <laughs> and then these people really do the chipping, chipping, and then they share something to me and then said, uh, Teacher Mayette, you can use it, a part of it. And, and uh, I was like, wow, Lord, these people out of this. And then we saw how that God is, the Lord taught us that uh, God can even use this situation for us to see that he's in control of everything. And, and even whether it is many years or two months, he can do what he wants to do. That's the thing that he, that Lord made us realize last year. Uh, we had these two months, and then we're able, uh, the Lord has been allowed us to really do what we need to do. And I was like, Lord, thank you so much. It's like it's really overwhelming how you've been taught us a lot that you are our source, that you're always at work, that uh, that you're in control of everything. That's it. And then. And then you can also give rest to your uh, worker. The Lord gave us rest, yes, last year. Wow. Wow, wow. That's amazing. And as a leader, you said, you know, to grow in the understanding of the sovereignty of God, that he is in control yes. and that he is at work. You know, his timing is perfect. His provision is on time, even in the midst of the chaos and the struggles around you. And you've learned to... Uh, really pray and trust God for his work in the lives of the people that you are serving and also uh, intentionally contacting them, uh, just getting an update from them and praying for them and with them. And you know, that's amazing, uh, this discovery in the midst of this challenging situation of being able to meet in person and you're using technology in terms of extending that ministry. Wow, thanks so much for sharing that. That's very, very inspiring. I think that's right on target. For me, if I'm you know, that, in that situation, I would say this is worth it. Even though this is a difficult situation, uh, it, there's so many uh, restrictions, but it's worth it to know and increase in the knowledge of who God is. Yes. <laughs> So let me ask you this, guys. Are you in Cambodia? Are you ministering to uh, Filipinos in Cambodia or uh, people that are not Filipino? You're ministering to everybody within Cambodia. What does that look like? Uh, here, uh, we have uh, Filipino friends. Okay. We just are ministering to them through a group of prayer meeting. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, in the lo in the province, uh, what call it, sir? local partners. Local there. partners. Locals, local people. We minister among the local people. There. Mm -hmm. Wow. In 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 
all in the Filipino here just only gathered to uh, pray to one another. And then after that one, we have our own ministry in in uh, in the city. But for us, uh, we go to the province. Right, 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 right. And those people, the Cambodia people, have responded. Just to reiterate, when you were sick, Ms. Maya, they, they were also some that responded to you and cared for you and, and loved on you guys during that time, right? Yes. And uh, I also realized at that time that uh, being a woman is not, we cannot really put God in a box. <laughs> I mean, it's God can use anybody. And then uh, these women, God really used them tremendously. I mean, uh, I, I'm so blessed to be with them because during this pandemic, uh, almost every day we pray together online. <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot from them. And then uh, I think it's about loving one another and just being with them, with, with being, uh, being uh, with each other during this time. It really helps us a lot. Uh, I, we learned a lot from them, basically. Wow. wow, wow, that's uh, very inspiring. And Sister Mayat, uh, Pastor Eric, as I listen to you, I'm sensing like you are willing to do anything just to love on these Cambodian yeah. people around you and even to the province. And if there's a need, you pray and you make sure that you know, with the resources God has given you, you're able to help and, and you love your students mm -hmm. and, and extend mm -hmm. extra miles, you know, just to serve them and love on them. Uh, where is this coming from? You know, what, what motivates you to do this? Uh, what, why do you do this? Why do you do anything that you can do to serve and love Cambodian people? Okay. Um, in in my uh, mission school, uh, I take opportunity because they are grade five, grade three, grade four. Because uh, in their uh, age, uh, they can change their country wow. if they know the who Jesus is. I cannot ask them to to I I cannot force them to accept Jesus. Uh, because of their family background, but uh, I allow I share to I share to them uh, who Jesus is, and then uh, it's up to the Lord at uh, perfect timing. And in the Bible, said just cast the seeds, and then uh, in perfect timing, uh, God's will for them, and also uh, also for the teachers, my co-teachers there. Uh, if there's opportunity that I can share, lead the devotion every other day. I can take that opportunity to share to them also the gospel. So uh, I, I praise God because I can freely share what I have. And that's, uh, that's my purpose in this school. Yes. And for me, the reason why, we are, why, why I'm doing it personally, it's because at one point in time in my life, uh, somebody take time to share the gospel to me, and then, uh, and then I saw how they accepted me as I am. Uh, I I don't have a good background when I was young, 
Uh, and I came from a dysfunctional family when I was young. And every time I see people uh, that's having the same thing that I had before, uh, I won't be happy just like this without without me knowing God long time ago, without someone shared the gospel to me, without someone who shared the love of God to me. And uh, also at the same time, uh, I uh, when when... When I received Christ, I realized myself that this is how God loves me even though I am rich. You know what I mean? Is that God loves me this way. And and he's the same God that can love these people. And uh, I think that's really mot- that that's the reason why uh, it really motivates me to share the gospel. Because I know when God says he created man and woman, he said we are good. <laughs> and that is that's the thing that really motivates me that there's always good in every in every person and everybody is uh uh has this uh the and the and then the the salvation is for everyone i mean it's not i cannot just keep it for myself because it's so good <laughs> i cannot keep it so i have to share it so wow. that's it wow how in- wow. how encouraging in, in both of that foundation, Miss Maya, that doesn't change based on the pandemic, does it? Uh, doesn't change because of COVID, doesn't change because of circumstance. When your motivation is that centered on the gospel, uh, nothing can sway it. It's, it's going to go forth. And uh, it's just who God has called you and made you in to be. Um, what a powerful story. What what advice would you give to other leaders that are watching or listening to this, guys? Um, what other advice would you share with them from your experience, from your heart? We've already gained so much from, from the both of you. Uh, what, what any additional advice would you give to those listening uh, that, that are in the same boat? You know, what's interesting about this virus is that there's really not an area of the world that's not been affected. So uh, what advice would you give to leaders that are out there serving on the front lines? Um, what would you share with them? Mm, for me, it's, uh, God works for the good to those who love him. That's mm-hmm. like, uh, for, for my advice, it's like, uh, just wait and see how is God doing in, in, on this uh, pandemic. I believe that uh, uh, in all of this, God says he's, he's also good. He's a good guy, even though uh, in the midst of pandemic, he can, he can take care of all of us. Uh, and also, he's the source of everything. Mm. I mean, uh, I know that everybody has been affected uh, economically, especially here. But uh, with those 50% that he always received the whole time, that... We're still here. God is still been providing for us. And God is always at work. Mm. And uh, he already know what's happening to us. God holds our future. And even in the midst of this pandemic, God can still show his power, especially to the people. Um, uh, that's the thing that we saw here. Uh, even for me, I I got sick. I I didn't able to walk for like two two months. I'm 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 in pain the whole time last year, 
And uh, I thought something happened to me. I have stones. I have seeds in trig organs. And and I just really don't know what God's plan for, for me. And then the Lord just told me, I will restore your health. And God did. So I, I realized during those times that uh, uh, he who began a good work in us will be able to complete it. And he's the healer. So nothing is impossible to God. I mean, Amen. even during those times, I thought I cannot talk, but God, I'm here. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. What a uh, takeaway for, for me. You just reminded me again and again that God is sovereign. He is at work. He does what pleases Him and what honors Him. And He does what's good for His people so that that goodness will overflow to others around us. That's what I see that the goodness of God won't stop in us as his children and as his followers, but we become conduits, we become channels of blessing around us so that people will come to know and remember who the God who created us, that he is sovereign, he is in control, and our responsibility is to surrender and submit and to seek to know him and to grow in our knowledge of him and obedience to him because it's a pleasure and a delight to obey and serve and love the God who made us and created us and who saved us through his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, for me, you know, I, I needed to hear that as, as a leader, as a servant who serve others. What a beautiful reminder, uh, Pastor Eric and Sister Meyer. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that, guys. What has been key, uh, as I hear your story, is you guys are ministering out of your relationship with Christ. Um, I don't think anybody can listen to your story and not be encouraged in their faith. Um, I don't think anyone can listen to your story and not be motivated uh, to adapt the attitude that you guys share uh, in the midst and also be encouraged by what God is doing in Cambodia. Uh, I would probably, you know, think that a lot of the people that are listening or hearing had no idea what God was doing in Cambodia. Um, and yet now they get a, a, not just a snapshot of what's happening. They get to see the heart of the gospel transforming in a country, in the country of Cambodia. I personally want to thank you. Would you mind praying for leaders that are all around the globe that are watching this? Um, like me and Ralph have been encouraged, maybe even convicted uh, in our own life. Um, would you mind just spending a time to pray? And you can pray in your heart language for sure. Uh, the beautiful thing about a global gospel is it comes from a global God. And um, he hears our heart language. He was the creator of our heart language. And so you could pray in the language that you're comfortable. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, would you just lead us in that time of prayer? Okay, let's pray. God, uh, we thank you, Lord, for, for today's Salamat, Lord. 
Ah, dahil ikaw yung uh, ikaw yung naitataas pa no, sa lahat ng aming mga nag-uusapan. We, we thank you Lord that uh, without uh, COVID, uh, you're still there. Uh, you know it already. You know the plans ahead for us. Plans to help us, Panginoon, and not to you, your plans for us in the future. You hold us in your hand and we thank you, Lord, that uh, you are the one who will take care of us in, in, uh, in different places, different countries, different language. Lord, uh, we thank you, Lord, and we lift up to you all the, all the leaders, Lord, na, na nakikinig, Panginoon. Lord, if there are hurt, Lord, pray, Lord, that you strengthen them, Lord. Lord, if they are depressed, pray, Lord, that you comfort them. Lord, that uh, if they are in needs, Lord, provide for them. If they are sick, Lord, heal them. Without you, Lord, we cannot do nothing about this pandemic. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that we work together for good. Because you are a good God. You are our God. And you're always mindful of us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Dan and Pastor Ralph, Lord, for taking care, Lord, yung mga ganitong program uh, to know yung iba pang mga katulad namin, Lord, sa ibang bansa, Lord, and to learn from them. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you're always teaching us new things, Lord. Uh, you are not... Uh, gave us, Lord, only a task, but you gave us, Lord, also a solution to that task, that you know it already what is happening. Lord, uh, thank you, Lord, that you gave us a heart, a heart of a missionary, Lord, to to reach out, Lord, yung mga taong mahal mo rin. Salamat, Lord, sa mga organizer, Lord, ng programa ito, Lord. Salamat, Lord, sa mga, sa mga taong na tumutulong sa lahat, Panginoon. Thank you, Lord, for uh, all of this, Lord, na tinuturo sa even in the technology. Uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, you teach us, Lord, how to use technology, Lord, to reach out more. And thank you, Lord, for your provision. You are the source of everything. Uh, we are not lack of anything, Lord, because you are the source. Mm-hmm. And according to your timing, according to your will, you will give us all these things, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you always feed us, Lord. We don't want, Lord, to go to a place only your presence, but we will go to a place because you are with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the things, Lord, na ginagawa niyo sa buhay ng bawat isa sa amin, Lord. Salamat, Lord, dahil uh, when we follow you, Lord, uh, our family also, na nakikita nila, Panginoon, yung Magandang halimbawa, Lord, na tinuturo niya sa amin, Lord, will be passed through them. And I know, Lord, that someday uh, they will come and seek you more, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for all these things, Lord, that you given to us. And uh, we cannot ask anything more because you gave us all our gift, Lord, a gift of salvation to each one. You gave, Lord, Jesus to us. And that's enough, Lord, for us, Lord to know you more and to love you more, Lord. Every day in our life, we will live one day at a time, uh, continue seeking and knowing you. Thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Um, what time is it in Cambodia right now? Uh, it's 1119. At night, right? Night. Oh, no. Okay. Well, for those, the, for those that are watching uh, and listening to this on the podcast, again, at crossculture.church forward slash podcast, uh, they are up late at night uh, to hang out with uh, me and Ralph. <laughs> uh, but this has been amazing. Uh, Pastor Eric, uh, Miss Myatt, thank you so much for sharing your heart. There are so many things that I've taken away and just been encouraged by the both of you. Um, I can't say thank you enough uh, for taking time in your evening, but also thank you for being obedient to God in his word uh, to go and share the gospel. Even while you were sick, Miss Maya, even while you were, you know, down, God created avenues uh, for the gospel to go forth. And that is just incredibly encouraging. So um, thank you. Thank you, too, for sharing with us your journey with the Lord and taking us along as you as we listen to you, you, you know, you let us enter into that part of your journey with the Lord. And we appreciate that very much. And also for sacrificing your evening and giving your time for this, that our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world will be encouraged and be inspired. And thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord and staying there where God has planted you and called you and continually uh, just allowing God to use you as his channel. Uh, we love you both, and thank you so much for our friendship and partnership. Yeah, yes. amen. Thank, amen. Thank you so much, and uh, just like we always said to the people that we've been talking with, you're welcome here in Cambodia. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. I, I can't I, wait. I, I cannot can. wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> we, look, our vision is to take global gospel conversation global. We want to go to these sites and then uh, do follow-up interviews about what God is doing since then. But most importantly, well, not most importantly, but very significantly, eat good food. Uh, so that's that's what we all hey, want to do. Amen. Cambodia has a lot of good food to offer, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, What's the yeah. unique food uh, in Cambodia that you don't see anywhere else? Well, uh, there, is, there is a cricket here for their oh. snacks and also crickets. It's a noodle. Dan, it's really good. Yeah, Dan, I, I'm sure Dan likes crickets and uh, beetle. Yeah, be, yeah, beetle is good, I think. That's good for you, Dan. Cockroach. Cockroach, yeah, delicious cockroach. And they fry it. They, they, they fry it. It's edible. The other one is edible. The big edible, one. Edible cockroach. It tastes okay. good. Now, is this a fried, fried cockroach? Okay. Yeah, wow. and then spider. It's, uh, it, uh, it's salty, but it's good. It looks like tarantula. <laughs> edible. Edible uh, spider. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I can't wait. For us to go there, my friend, and we'll have a feast. And most of we'll it, the most delicious here is coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Oh, coffee. Wow. Woo. After eating all those spiders, crickets, beetle, uh, coffee. Coffee is the is the ultimate, brother, after all those delicacy. Well, 
Well, you've just uh, stirred up the appetite of those watching. Again, we want to thank you for watching uh, episode five of Global Gospel Conversation with Pastor Ralph, uh, North Carolina strategist for church planting here amongst the Asian community in North Carolina, uh, as well as uh, Pastor Dan from uh, Cross Culture Church. We want to thank you, Pastor Eric and Miss Myatt, for taking part in this. We're excited that you were able to join us. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Global Gospel Conversation. God bless you. 